Welcome to the King's Cast, dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now, here's the broadcast. Joshua chapter 3 verse 12. Now then choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. And as soon as the priests who carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, set foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. So when the people brought camp across the Jordan, the priests carrying the ark of the covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarethan. While the water flowing down to the Sea of the Araba, the Salt Sea was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. I want you to get this picture in your mind that God is bringing his people um, to the Jordan River. And the Bible says that the Jordan River was in, it was flood season. So this river was flowing. It was a powerful river that was rushing. And on the other side was their promise. On the other side was their destiny. On the other side was a place that God wanted them to go. And this was, I mean, can you imagine you're all stood there at the water's edge waiting for a word from God? And the word from God is, you're not going to go around it. The word of God is, you're going to go through it. Who knows, that's a pretty dumb thing to do unless you've really heard from God. And God said, I want you to go through the Jordan River. Now, that's incredibly dangerous to go through the river at flood stage. But God says, don't worry. When you step your, when you put your feet into the Jordan River, the water's going to stop flowing and you're going to cross through on dry ground. God, sometimes it can be a little bit annoying. Have you ever wondered, why didn't he stop the river before they set their foot in it? You know, that, that would be a lot more encouraging, wouldn't it? You know, if he'd have just stopped the river flowing and it was dry and then he said, right, then you can cross through. But God said, no, I want you to set your foot in the river while it's still flowing. And when you take that step, then the water's going to stop flowing. Does anyone else ever get those kinds of words from God? You know, I'll provide, but I want you to give first. Hello? I want you to act and then I'll do the miracle. You see, many times we're wanting the manifestation, but God's waiting for our movement. It's when we move, when we take that step of faith, you know, as, as anyone ever God's told you to, uh, you know, go and share the gospel with someone. Uh, and, and you're kind of, well, what do you want me to say, God? And God said, you open your mouth and I'll give you the words to say. It's really annoying when God works like that, isn't it? You know, we want it all right there for us, but God's called us to walk by faith, hasn't he, and not by sight. And sometimes we've got to take that step of faith, just take that step of obedience, and then God will do the miracle. God will do the breakthrough. 
So here's, here's a thing that I want us to, to see. It says that as soon as they took that, that step into the river, the water stopped flowing. Everyone say as soon as. Everyone say immediately. The very moment they took that step of faith, the water stopped flowing. But notice this. The water stopped flowing upstream. God had done the miracle, but they couldn't see the miracle yet. Can you imagine that must have been a nervous few minutes? While they stood with the water at their ankles, thinking, well, God, we've done what you told us to do. But it doesn't look like you've come through for us. They didn't know that the miracle was around the corner. The miracle was already on the way. And I just feel just to encourage you just for a few moments with this message. This is very unprepared. I do apologize. Get the, get the message from the first meeting. That was more prepared. But I just feel to encourage someone this morning or this afternoon rather. That your miracle is around the corner. That you've taken a step of faith. That you've done the thing that God has told you to do. And now you're stood there saying, God, I've done what you told me to do. But it doesn't look like you've kept your end of the bargain. But I want to encourage you that God is a covenant-keeping God. That God is a promise-keeping God. And the moment you took that step of obedience, the moment you took that step of faith, heaven went to work. And God has already done the miracle. But it may just be that the miracle is just around the corner. And the biggest danger is that we can think, we can turn back. And think, well, God's not done it. I'm not going any further. But God wants to encourage you this afternoon just to stay standing on his promises. To stay standing on his word. To stay standing on the thing that he said. Because the moment you put your faith in his word and in his promises, God has already gone to work. And you can be encouraged this afternoon that God has not forgotten you. That God has not abandoned you. That he has not forgotten the thing that he said. That he will always keep his promises. He will always keep his word. But sometimes you've just got to keep standing. Sometimes you've just got to keep standing. You put your, you put your, you've sown your seed in the offering. Or you've come out for prayer. Or you've begun to worship when you didn't feel like worshiping. Or you've sowed the seeds of the gospel with that unsaved loved one or that unsaved work colleague. And now you're waiting for for, for God to do what he said he's going to do. And part of you is thinking, well, do I just quit? Do I just turn back? Do I just get back on the, the, the shore where it's safe? But God said, no, I've already done the miracle. 
I've already sent my word. I've already started to fulfill what I said I was going to do. I just want you to keep standing on my word. I want you to keep standing on my promises because the miracle is around the corner. And if you'll just stay standing, then the miracle is going to catch up with where you are and you're going to see the manifestation. Someone say it's manifestation time. We've been standing waiting and it was coming it was round the corner it was upstream but what's upstream is coming right now amen you see this is something that's all the way through the bible you see in daniel chapter 10 we don't need to turn there but daniel has a great burden on his heart for his nation and so he begins to pray and he begins to fast he understands that there are certain prophetic words over his nation that are yet to be fulfilled and so he gets on his knees and he begins to pray and he begins to seek God and do we understand that the moment Daniel prayed heaven responded but 21 days later an angel turns up Daniel was praying and fasting And seeking God for 21 days and 21 nights. And after on the 21st day, an angel turns up and says these words, Daniel, from the first day you began to pray, I was sent for your words. But there was a resistance in the heavenlies. But finally, here I am on day 21, I broke them through. But, but get that, the very first day Daniel began to pray, God heard. The very first day Daniel began to fast and seek God, heaven responded. The very first day he began to pray, an archangel was sent in response to his prayers. The very first day he began to pray, there was a supernatural war going on in the heavenlies because he was praying. But on earth, Daniel couldn't feel a thing. As far as Daniel was concerned, there was no goosebumps. As far as Daniel was concerned, maybe God wasn't listening. But Daniel kept praying. Day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, on the uh, on day 19, day 20, day 21, he's still fasting, he's still praying, he's still seeking God. And finally, the angel breaks through and says, Daniel, I've been on my way for 21 days. Your miracle, your answer was right round the corner. But your faithfulness and your persistence in prayer meant that finally I was able to break through. What if Daniel would have quit on day 20? What if after day, what, what if on day 20 he would have thought, well, I'm clearly what I'm praying is not in the will of God, so I'm going to stop praying. He would have missed out on his breakthrough. He didn't realize that his miracle was, the answer to his prayer was right around the corner. I want to encourage some of you, some of you have been praying 
for years for certain things. Some of you have been praying for a loved one to come to Jesus for years. Some of you have been praying for a move of God in this city for years. Some of you have been praying for certain areas in your life where you need a breakthrough for years. And you've not seen the answer yet. And maybe part of you is thinking of quitting. Maybe part of you is thinking, well, maybe it's not God's will, the thing I'm praying for. Maybe some of you are thinking, well, I'm not doing it right. I want to encourage you the very day you first open your mouth to pray, heaven responded. The very first day God put that desire on your heart and you began to articulate it to heaven, God responded. The very first day you began to pray, heaven heard, heaven responded, and heaven began to move in response to that prayer. And right now, you might have not seen the angel breaking through yet, but I want to encourage you that he's right around the corner. The miracle, the answer to that prayer, the answer to that thing that you are believing God for is right around the corner. And I want to urge some of you this afternoon, don't stop praying. Don't stop fasting. Don't stop going to war on those things that you are believing God for. Because your breakthrough is closer than you think. The answer to your prayer is closer than you think. I know who I'm talking to today. I said I have no intention of preaching this message. But I just feel that this is a word from God for some people. Some of you have been, you've took that step of faith and now you're waiting, wondering when God's going to turn up. And he wants to encourage you, I'm right round the corner. Some of you, you've been praying for 20 days. Some of you, you've been praying 20 years. Wondering when the breakthrough's coming. Friend, it's right around the corner. Just keep standing, keep praying, keep seeking God. Don't quit. Because the moment you obeyed, the moment you began to pray, the moment you began to call out to Jesus, heaven moved. Heaven responded. Keep going. Keep faithful. In Luke chapter 7, you read about a woman whose husband has died. And now her only son has died as well. And the Bible says that she's carrying the dead body of her son out of the town gate of a town called Nain. And she's about to bury him. Who knows that's not a lot of fun. This woman's only son has died. And she is on her way to a graveyard. Now, I believe that that woman, as an Israelite, as a Jewish woman, she would have spent time praying to God for her son to be healed. Yeah? She would have spent nights on her knees at her son's sickbed praying for God to do something. But now it looked like it was too late. And as she was walking to the graveyard that day, she must have been thinking, God, why didn't you heal me? Why didn't you heal my son? God, why didn't you do a miracle? Why me, God? Have you ever asked yourself that question? 
Maybe she's walking through the town that day. She was looking at all the other parents playing with their kids and thought, God, why has this happened to me? Why am I going through this situation? God, I believe you're the healer, but you didn't heal. It's too late. Have you ever thought that? And she's there carrying the thing that she loved and treasured more than anything else was dead. Pastor Phil just gave that word about things in our lives look like they're dead. What is it right now in your life? Maybe for some of you, your relationship with God is dead. Some of you, maybe your prayer life is dead. Your passion for souls is dead. Some of you right now, your marriage may appear dead. Some of you, your finances may appear dead. Maybe for some of you right now, physically, there's, there's death and decay at work in your body. That woman kept going to the gate of the town, thinking it was too late. She didn't realize that her miracle was right around the corner. Because coming the other way was Jesus. Coming the other way was the one who is the resurrection and the life. Coming the other way was the one who is the light of the world, the the hope of the world. Coming the other way was the one who is the name above all names, the king above all kings, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the captain of the hosts of heaven. Coming the other way was the one who is the word made flesh, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one who can heal the sick, who can cast out demons, who can calm storms, who can move mountains, who can feed multitudes and who can raise the dead. Coming the other way was the one with whom all things are possible. And as she just moved towards the gate of the town, she didn't realize that her miracle was right around the corner. And as she just kept moving and kept walking, she would bump into the very one who was the answer to her prayers. And God turned a funeral into a revival. I believe that boy and his mother went, walked home carrying his coffin. For he didn't need it that day. I want to encourage you to, this afternoon, there's a gate you can come to. And the gate is called his presence. And sometimes when it's painful, and sometimes when you feel like you can't go on, and sometimes when you are weighed down carrying those things that you don't want to carry, if you just keep moving toward the gate that is his presence, you will run into the one who is the resurrection and the life. The miracle was around the corner. Turn to Genesis chapter 7. Genesis chapter 7 verse 6. Noah was 600 years old when the floodwaters came on the earth. And Noah and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives entered the ark to escape the waters of the flood. Pairs of clean and unclean animals, of birds and of all creatures that move along the ground, male and female, came to Noah and entered the ark as God had commanded Noah. And after the seven days, the flood waters came on the earth. We all know the story of Noah and his ark. It's a story we're familiar with from childhood, many of us. I wonder if you've ever considered that Noah and his family 
entered the ark before the animals did. And before it had started raining. Noah had spent decades doing the thing that God had told him to do. He entered the ark. He was sat in the ark. He was sat in the darkness. And nothing had happened. Can you imagine what it must have been like for Noah? Thinking, God, I've spent all these years obeying you. And I'm sat right here in the center of your will. It's pitch black. I'm sat in this massive boat that you've told me to build. And it's empty. And it's still dry. I wonder if he could hear everyone outside laughing at him. Wonder how long he was waiting. I wonder if he was tempted to get out of the boat. But he kept sitting there in the dark. What he didn't realize was that the miracle was around the corner. God had already sent the animals. God had already sent the rain clouds. And as Noah was sat there, use the chair again. As Noah was sat there in the dark, maybe for hours, maybe for days, eventually, he heard the sound of a donkey braying of a lion roaring. He heard the hooves of the elephants as they were coming. And then eventually he heard the pitter-patter of rain on the, the arc of the roof. And he thought, God, all that time I was sat there and the miracle was already on the way. Have you ever been in what you believe to be the will of God and yet nothing's happening? Have you ever been right where God told you to be and everything's dark? Have you ever been tempted to get out of the boat? Have you ever heard everyone on the outside laughing? Saying, we told you it was a stupid idea. But you know, there's a, there's a part of faith which is about advancing and doing. And then there's a part of faith which is just about sitting faithfully until you see the breakthrough. Some of you right now, you are married to the person that You felt God wanted you to marry, and yet it's dark. Some of you are in the job that you felt like God wanted you to be in, but it looks like it's dark. Some of you are serving God and you're in ministry, and yet you're not seeing any fruit. And the enemy whispers, get out of the boat. You missed it. But God wants to encourage you today. The miracle is right around the corner. 
And if you will just sat, sit there being faithful to what God has told you to do, even when it appears like everything is dark, then you will see the manifestation of the promises of God. Because you know there's one thing about God. God often does his best work in the dark. It was dark when Jesus was dying on the cross. Come on. It was dark when they laid his body in the tomb. And what must the disciples have been thinking? Well, we know what the disciples were thinking because they all went back fishing. God's failed. Jesus isn't who we thought he was. But while it was dark, the keys of death and Hades were being snatched from Satan's grip. While it was dark, death was being defeated. While it was dark, blood was being sprinkled on heaven's mercy seat. While it was dark, the veil in the temple was torn from top to bottom. While it was dark, Jesus was accompanying the greatest victory there ever has been. While it was dark, death and hell and the grave were being defeated. Friends, just because it's dark doesn't mean that God isn't at work. It may be that in the darkness, God is accompanying the greatest victory right now. And God is encouraging you right now. It may be dark, but that doesn't mean that I'm not at work. Stay faithful to what I've called you to do. Stay faithful in prayer. Stay standing in obedience to me. Keep moving into my presence and watch what I will do. Don't know if this has made sense to anyone today. I believe God wants to resurrect things today. God wants to bring breakthrough to things today. I was sharing with my sister after the first meeting. On resurrection morning, there are a group of women going to anoint the tomb where Jesus was buried. And this was their question to each other on the road. Who is going to roll away the stone? Is there a blockage in your life today? Is there an area in your life where you need breakthrough? Is there a stone right now that you feel is hindering you from accessing the things that God wants you to access? And are you asking yourself that question today? Who is going to roll away the stone? Who is going to bring breakthrough into my life? Who is going to remove that thing that is stopping me from accessing what God wants me to access? Those women didn't realize, but as they turned the corner, they realized the stone had already been rolled away. The miracle was around the corner. You see, as you go and pour out on Jesus in worship and praise and adoration, you realize that he's already 
move the stone. He's already done the miracle. We are already in the presence this morning of the one who is the resurrection and the life. He has already given you access to his resurrection power. The grave is empty. The stone has been rolled away. And you can choose this morning, or this afternoon rather. You can choose to stay sat where you are, because you think there's a stone there that can't be moved. Or you can decide, I'm going to turn the corner today. I'm going to move towards where Jesus is. Because in his presence, stones have been removed. That's what I felt God wanted to say today. I don't know if that's made sense to anyone. But I want to encourage those of you who believe in God for something. Those of you who have been praying for something. Those who have got an area of death in your life. Those of you who feel like you sat there in the darkness. Do not give up. Do not quit. Your miracle is right around the corner. And it's time to turn the corner right now. It's time to worship Jesus. It's time to come into his presence. It's time to bring those things into his presence and say, Jesus, here we are. We're ready and we're expectant. And we're waiting for you to do a miracle. Thank you for listening. And we trust that the word of God has inspired you today. For further information about King's Church or to access our large archive of other recordings, go to www.kingscambridge.org. If you're listening on iTunes, we would love you to leave us some feedback. God bless and goodbye.